Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Roma Roy Chaudhary, co-founder of Evolved Foods, which provides delicious plant-based alternatives for meat and paneer. Its flagship product is Evolved Plant Meat, which is used in making a wide variety of food items, ranging from biryani to pizzas to samosas. Roma discovered plant-based meat in Singapore, where she was studying for her master's in data analytics. When she returned to India, she wanted to create such products on her own. Her husband and co-founder Pradeep joined her and they started Evolve Foods in 2020. Hi Roma, welcome to the show. Hi Bharti, thank you so much for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Roma, when you were you tried plant based meat way back in 2016 right when when yeah. i i don't think i knew about it then so <laughs> did you t- okay. did, did you try it out because you were trying to be climate friendly or were, maybe you are just a foodie who likes to try out different things uh so actually i tried plant based meats uh, around 2014 and 15 when i was in singapore <laughs> Uh, not really uh, it was not really a climate driven uh, uh, you know the reason why i went to uh, the the specific restaurant and tried it so i'll i'll give you a background as as you mentioned that i I'm, i'm actually bengali uh, so of course meat has been a part of our culture it's it's a part of our food culture we have been you know uh, the fish and meat is is part of our diet as well so and my husband is a kanadika who is vegetarian who has always been a vegetarian so for us when we used to go out uh, sharing food was a big problem because i could eat vegetarian <laughs> uh, so that's how we ended up in this place and it had something called uh, mysore mock mutton and mm-hmm. when i tried that food uh, i'm of course a big foodie i love trying out food and uh, it was it was really really tasty i mean you could not make out whether it's actually meat or not so it was something which became our go to food to be honest because for me it's a same a very similar taste what i'm used to of and for him it's something which is vegetarian which is not something you know uh, in in his heart he knows that it's vegetarian <laughs> so that's how we actually ended up trying it i think the whole journey of uh, understanding the climate change itself pretty much happened when we got back to india and when we were searching for this food and it, it we couldn't find a lot of alternatives in 2016 although good dot which is a pioneer in this uh, space hmm. was there uh, but we just wanted to understand you know why why indians are still not open to it why we have not seen uh, you know this product in the indian market whereas singapore is is like a haven for uh, plant based meats it was as well uh, you know because uh, a lot of buddhist population chinese population they all have mock meats traditional mock meats like from centuries literally hmm. so yeah that's that's how it happened it was not a really a climate call at that <laughs> okay <laughs> and what is what is evolved foods what are your key products and who are your customers 
so evolve foods is actually it's a food tech startup based out of bangalore uh, we started as a poc we actually started as a restaurant first which was called house of satan uh, we ran this for almost 18 months before we zeroed in on what kind of products we want to make and what is our value proposition so evolve foods was born uh, somewhere around 2020 uh, the products what we have we want to actually focus more on creating products which are nutritious of course healthy uh, you know uh, also actually which uh, enables people to uh, you know make their protein make their food protein rich so at this point of time we have uh, one product which is our flagship product that's already out in the market it's called evolved meat plant meat which is uh, trying to uh, you know give the sensory experience and the feel of uh, red meat uh, mutton as such mutton lamb mutton uh, it's a whole muscle texture what we have tried to imitate uh, but our focus has always been on making our products very very versatile and very suited for indian cooking as such because as indians we really love our food and i think in the end we still want our rice and dal and you know the biryanis and the curries and stuff like that uh, so that's our first product the other product which is still you know going through a consumer trial and uh, very soon it'll be out in the market that's we are trying to actually give a very very credible alternative to paneer hmm. which okay. is again versatile can be used in multiple dishes Okay, so got it. So first product is it mimics me mutton, and uh, and and users like uh, you know like me can buy it and 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 we can uh, you know we can cook it or is it for uh, you know is it for restaurants? Uh, so right now we are in B two B space, so we are mostly selling it to restaurants and trying to create the market through that. Uh, but the product itself, if I talk about, it's actually an ingredient. Uh, which hmm. is very similar to meat and paneer what you get in the market so the idea was that we don't want consumers to change their eating habits or the cooking habits too much uh, so it's an ingredient which can be cooked in variety of ways uh, you know from biryanis to curries to anything actually a lot of things okay and 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 it is made out of uh, pea protein or what is it made out of so uh, the protein source as such where we have used right now is soy it's actually a proprietary blend of soy rice and wheat okay okay and and it comes like a cube and we can cut it and we can store it in our fridge just like how we store paneer or meat right yes absolutely so it's actually uh, it goes through chilled format it's it's available in chilled format the idea was that uh, you can actually keep it in the fridge the way you keep your paneer and meat so you be the intention is to be in the same shelf space and the mind space of the consumers who are looking for either uh, you know increase their protein content or those who are looking to cut down their meat and want to still relish the similar experience they actually get when it comes to meat hmm. okay so so in terms of users you are looking at meat lovers and also vegetarians uh, who may not be you know who may not know about this but they are open to trying out any product that can increase their protein intake uh, absolutely i think uh, what we are looking for is people who are look uh, you know in the end who are trying to actually increase their protein 
uh, intake plus also looking for clean protein uh, understand that meat of course uh, too much of consumption leading to climate is one thing the other side is also your you know the saturated fat and the cholesterol which is leading which is one of the biggest reason why you know the cardiovascular uh, diseases are on the rise at this point of time hmm. okay uh, no i want to go back and i want to ask you a very basic question uh, what are <laughs> sure. the what are the similarities and differences between mock meat and real meat and why should people switch to mock meat so i think the one the biggest dissimilarity as such the sources itself is different when it comes hmm. to plant based meat the intention is that we are trying to uh, mimic the similar experience both in terms of the sensory also the nutrition part of it we are trying to actually mimic the similar experience when it comes to plant based meats uh of course when you talk about the protein both the structures are very different but of course at the technical level if you see uh, animal proteins are generally considered complete they are uh, superior but there's so much happening in the plant based space uh, there are few plant based proteins including soy uh, you know hemp protein for that matter they are complete in nature they are the quality of protein uh, there's a process called pd cas uh, through which the quality of protein is actually determined and uh, there is a number 1 which is given to like milk is a great protein uh, uh, egg is also con- considered as a good quality protein so soy is a good quality protein uh, including uh, you know hemp protein as i mentioned that's also a good quality protein hmm. okay so so in so, terms of uh, similarities you are saying they this they look and feel similar and they may taste similar in uh, some time so so the idea is the the look and feel is probably not similar the intention is uh, the plant based proteins are put together and made in such a way that it actually mimics the texture of hmm. meat right the whole process behind the animal protein is of course different it's animal tissue muscles there are a lot of factors which are contributing to its nutrition profile its uh, chewiness its sensory everything whereas plant based meats the intention is to create similar experience but in the end plant based meats are much healthier because uh, of course it depends on what kind of ingredients you use i would not say if you say plant based it's healthy no not really uh but what kind of ingredients you are using if like fat for that matter what is the fat content what kind of proteins are brought together to make that uh, you know the whether it's a complete protein or not uh, so that's what is uh, you know what is the difference and hmm okay so they are other than being kinder to climate plant based meat also has lower fat content and therefore it may be better than the meat right and actually so fat correct so fat is also lower as i said again depending on what kind of ingredients you use uh, like if i talk about evolved plant meat our fat is around 6% huh. uh, which is almost 80 85% less than what you would get in mutton uh, so it's it can be made you know low fat it's zero zero cholesterol plus i guess climate is something we cannot really ignore hmm. now at least hmm. yeah uh, yeah so that is something we have understood that you know when it comes to animal agriculture especially when you talk about the industrialized agriculture how it is really hampering the environment hmm. 
okay. you know the carbon emission itself uh, your transport sector is almost uh, it actually adds way more than the whole transport sector together hmm. okay so carbon emissions yeah that of course is there and in 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 growing the fodder for the animal in wa- water consumption in washing the animal Correct. and then the whole Correct. transport absolutely so your uh growing the animal uh, then you of course uh, the land usage uh, the forests are getting uh, yeah. destroyed one question so these mock meats isn't it a processed food like when when i when i take anything processed my mother is especially you know completely against it uh, so uh, for example those ready to eat uh, aloo tikkis or whatever it is uh, she always tells yeah. me to not buy those so does this fall in the same uh, you know the same category of, uh, of food items or uh, so yes plant based meat is of course processed uh, but to be honest even rice for that matter meat what we eat is going through some kind of process in the end hmm. Uh, hmm. if you can really eat raw i think nothing beats that hmm. but uh, the, our food habits have become such a way that i guess uh, it's something uh, though it is getting processed but in the end it is not it's not the chemicals which are getting used it's not the uh, you know the hormones uh, inducing uh, a lot of injections which are actually given to animals to you know increase the growth as such those things are not at all happening so it's much cleaner and leaner protein okay and uh, when you were developing it i'm sure it, took, it must have taken you a lot of time to develop something like this uh, talk to us about what was the product development phase like what were you trying to achieve were you trying to get the same look or were you also thinking about the price then how to store it how to transport it so many things right what were your priorities so see this whole process of product development i guess for us it was uh, you know literally a co-creation process as i mentioned that we had a restaurant uh, the intention behind that restaurant was we wanted to understand the market before we really create the product and come out of you know with hmm. the product to the consumers so during our conversation a lot of feedback what we had gathered we came up with a brief uh, what kind of product we are looking for so versatility was one thing which Uh, was an absolute basic we wanted we wanted people to give that choice to people in the end what they want to cook and what they want to eat uh, the other thing what we were looking for was also the nutrition part of it uh, we do not want to make something which is uh, at least unhealthy uh, in our own eyes like i would probably not really uh you know deep fry a lot of things and eat because that hmm. inherently is not healthy to me <laughs> yeah uh, so that was one thing we wanted to make sure that what we can eat what we eat and what a mother can give to the child or my mom is okay to give it to me kind of a thing that is the kind of product we want to make storage wise again chilled is something we thought uh was more appropriate is because we want to capture the same mind space and the shelf space so it's if it's in the same fridge where you're keeping your mutton or chicken or a paneer the frequency of consumption goes up the more you see it the more you might try it hmm, hmm. okay uh, and, pricing and, i guess if so pricing is something we still want to make it more uh, competitive uh, like a retail costing for a product for 220 is about uh, 300 bucks 299 such so hmm. again the idea is the higher consumption it's an ingredient after all hmm. 
and and can you give a sense of how expensive not just yours uh, in in category in general currently because the volumes are limited currently how expensive is plant meat vis-a-vis if i want to buy let's say mutton or uh, any of chicken um, uh, from the market maybe not from the roadside shop but maybe from godrej mm. they have some supermarket like that right if i want to buy it from right. them or from any of the supermarkets how does it compare what is the price comparison for the industry in general uh, for for a plant based uh, mock meat versus uh, real meat so see at this point of time of course the plant based meats are expensive much expensive than their counterparts uh, like chicken for that matter if it's 200 to 300 rupees kg what you get chicken in the in the market uh, probably your plant based meat will still be around 900 to 1200 bucks per hmm. kg so hmm. that's there is a price parity uh, when it comes to mutton uh, i think the price parity again really differs from where you are buying So if you see Lish's Fresh to Home, these kind of organized chains, mutton would be around thousand to twelve hundred bucks. Again, it all depends on what kind of like if it's an organic mutton or uh, you know the nutty uh, chicken, the cost is high. What we hmm. pay two hundred bucks or three hundred for a broiler chicken, which is full of antibiotics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's probably the price difference. Uh, what we can see for us. we are much closer to uh, the mutton cost assess for us also it's around 1300 to 1400 per kg is our costing hmm okay and and did you want to go mutton way because it is easier to achieve price parity in mutton or were there other reasons uh, for that so mutton uh, it was not really the price which drove us uh, it was of course the texture what we arrived at uh was you know uh, something very very close to mutton and hmm. we wanted to make sure what we are doing is perfect so we do not want to really dilute our focus on then you know uh, get into chicken or something of that sort so at that point of time mutton made a lot of sense it's also 11% uh, you know in terms of consumption in india hmm. so hmm. that's also a big market so it was a big market and and you were sure that you will be able to mimic the look and the texture and other correct. things correct correct we wanted to make sure that the product integrity the taste texture the sensory appeal what we want to actually achieve we hmm. were able to achieve when it comes to the mutton texture okay okay and that let's uh, and let's talk about your go to market now so so you said that you are selling it uh, uh, selling it to restaurants right so do they sell it back to the customers or do they or is it a part of their food how how are you selling your products uh so we actually sell ingredients to these uh, partners restaurant partners so mostly the intention is it's b to b to c we understand that a chef understands the palate much better of their consumers so they actually cook the dish in the final uh, application and that's how it's being served to the consumer but it's mostly co-branded uh, partnerships what we have so in the mm. end consumer knows or would know that the mutton or this plant based meat what he or she is actually eating is mm. evolved or it's it has come from evolved okay so that later at one stage then you can also sell it through big basket or whatever direct to customer 
yes yes of course eventually yes at this point of time since our product is very very unique even in this space it's very unique because a lot of other competition is in terms i mean they are selling mostly the application specific products whereas ours is an ingredient which can be made into you know uh, like 100 plus applications we have already tried in uh, at our end uh, the 30 35 plus dishes are available in the market currently in different restaurants so we wanted our consumers to try the food the best way possible first so the experience is good uh, it's a category which is building so i guess the you know the adoption the, the people will adopt to this food only when they like it in the end hmm okay the taste uh, so, drives the market <laughs> yeah and uh, now let's talk about challenges uh, in scaling up so let's say currently you are selling in 10 restaurants or whatever so when you want to go from 10 to 100 how how do you scale do you send samples and do a training session for each of these restaurants what is that process like also uh, sales cycle is generally big of course we send the samples we want yeah. to understand how uh, you know for us the first thing is to create that tasting avenue where okay. even the chefs can actually taste the food how we have actually prepared yeah. or we give the sample they prepare and that's how the whole discussion starts so there needs to be an intention even from the restaurant side if they want to expand their menu if they are looking forward to you know include uh this novel uh, you know category as such in their uh, portfolio that's how the process starts uh, of course once the trial is over then is the menu trial which uh, you know takes place what kind of dishes which can be added which category it works uh, best uh, you know the pricing and so on and so forth hmm okay Okay, so uh, and and education is part of it. That's why you have to send the samples and let them make it and taste this and yeah. See, if we if we were selling paneer, I think the sales <laughs> cycle or the whole conversation would have been very very different because everybody knows what paneer is, how it looks, how it cooks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here, first is what is plant based meat? What we have done? How it can be used? Yeah. Benefits, uh, pricing. There are a lot of factors. which actually come into picture so there is an awareness going on in the market currently but it is still not mature it is just it has it's been of course happening from past few years there is a great momentum uh, hopefully eventually couple of years down the line i think it'll be a definitely a very mature market or at least reaching towards that Hmm. Okay, and you have come a long way now, right? From from your restaurant to to having your own products. Uh, so so now, can you talk about where you are in your journey and what is what are next uh, six months looking like? So I think uh, there are multiple aspects, of course. Uh, when it comes to product aspects, the other product, as I said. Uh, alternative to paneer that would be in the market very soon next uh, couple of months uh, we are also working on new products uh, when it comes to the business and the market side of it uh, we'll be entering singapore very soon we have done uh, consumer trials there already it's been happening since may so by september october we are actually entering singapore very recently we went live uh, with a you know national chain uh it, the poc is going on soon those uh, announcements will be coming as well 
so yeah that's the whole idea that uh, you know uh, we'll start export uh, increase our geographies as well so hmm. and of course you have facilities to make your own uh, you have these manufacturing facilities also right correct correct so we have our own manufacturing and the process uh, the way we have actually designed the process it enables us to you know clusterize the demand and create micro factories uh, basically so it's it's called distributed uh, manufacturing architecture that's what we want to follow as well hmm okay so it is little complicated for me but what i think what that means is that <laughs> no. you can create any product in a small setup right so yeah i mean what i mean by that is the factory what we have uh, or the process what we have come up with it's actually going through patent uh, pending application right now uh sorry patent application right now it's hmm. going through that so the process what we have come up with it enables us to replicate okay the the structure the infrastructural structure pretty much uh, you know with like around the like the capital expensive is not exorbitant as such hmm. if i can hmm. just put it that way hmm. okay okay roma thank you so much it was lovely talking to you and i'm looking forward to having these products thanks bharti uh, thank you so yeah. much for inviting <laughs> thanks yeah. a lot thank you for listening to the green business podcast this show is brought to you by fine train an advisory firm that supports green businesses in fundraising you can read more on us on finetrain.com thanks again and see you next time